Are black voters actually going MAGA? This is Beyond Politics. I'm your host, Paul Hodes, with my co-host, Matt Robeson. We can be found on the Blue Amp YouTube channel and podcast wherever you get your podcast. In 2020, 12% of black men voted for Donald Trump. By 2022, headlines were proclaiming an historic shift in Black America to the Republican Party, with CNN declaring voters of color are backing the GOP at historic levels, and the New York Post saying young Black Americans are turning to the GOP. If this is true, it would represent a real crisis for Democrats, since Black voters, particularly Black women, have long been the backbone of the party. What's actually happening? We're very happy to welcome back two great friends of the show, Mario Broussard and Alex Ivey, who are Senior Vice President and Vice President of Research, respectively, at Global Strategy Group, one of the premier polling research and public affair companies in America. Mario and Alex have just released the latest edition of their research project, The Melting Pot, an ongoing look at racial politics in America which is intended to take the temperature of Black America on political issues, social attitudes, and voting behavior. We always learn something new and insightful, and we're really happy to have you both back on Beyond Politics. So welcome. Thank you, Paul. We are very pleased to be back with you guys. First of all, I guess we should say, welcome to the Republican Party, gentlemen. No, seriously. Easy, easy. (laughs) So I don't want to go overboard, but bottom line up front, are Black voters actually shifting to the Republican Party? Paul, the short answer is no. Black voters are not shifting to the Republican Party in mass. Wow. As I'm sure you will recall, Over the last, I don't know, six or so years since Donald Trump was first elected, there have been a significant, a more significant proportion of Black voters that have been flirting with the GOP. And this, over those first few years, really the focus, as you mentioned at the top, has been on Black men, particularly younger Black men. You know, the, and and the, there's, there's truth there. There is, has been some flirtation with among younger Black men, in particular with the Republican Party broadly, and even Donald Trump specifically. What we have found in our research is that not only that, that it's really not about gender, And it's not just Black men. This is really an issue of generations. And we found that younger Black voters, writ large, younger Black men and younger Black women, are more open to Republican communications, Republican messaging, and even are seriously considering voting for Republican candidates. And what, of course, you want to know why, what's the reason? And there there are probably many reasons. In our previous work, Alex and I uncovered that almost half of Black voters across the country think that the Democratic Party takes Black voters and for granted and doesn't do enough to help 
the black community. There's that sort of softness there. But primarily, I think the attraction for younger black voters to the GOP is around economics and economic issues. Almost all the issues that we tested black voters were generally primarily aligned with the Democratic Party. But when it came to more economic focused issues, there was that openness to listen and consider Republicans. And it's real. And it's, again, not just Black, younger Black men, but it's also younger Black women. And this is, I wouldn't describe it as a red flag necessarily for the Democratic Party, but it's certainly a yellow flag. It sounds to me like political affiliation in your telling is like bread. It needs to be made fresh constantly. What we're seeing is an affinity among Black voters for the Democratic Party that was based on a lot of Here's what we've done for you lately in earlier generations, that there was a common road walked together through the 80s, 90s, 2000s. But for younger generations of voters, that context is becoming further and further away. And Democrats don't need to feel like they're in a crisis, but they really do need to keep an eye on what are we doing lately to show that we are not taking Black voters for granted. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think... For a long time, the Democratic Party has been the party of MLK, LBJ, etc. And that's great. We should be proud of that history. But at the same time, for your bread analogy, you do need to routinely make a fresh loaf. And so I think Black voters' curiosity, let's say, in the Republican Party of today is not born out of any love for Republicans, but more just kind of dissatisfaction with Democrats. And that also cascades into dissatisfaction with the economy, right? The Democrats are in power. They've been at the wheel for a while. Why is the bread in the checkout line so expensive? And even though the Black unemployment rate is, I think, the lowest it's ever been on record, you still have this general sense of malaise that the party does need to take seriously, particularly on things like economic policy. Can I connect over what you're seeing to a broader trend that you hit later in your report that I found totally fascinating? You looked at Black voter confidence in institutions and a loss of faith in institutions. And that's something that we're seeing broadly. And it's been tracked by other polling organizations like Gallup in recent decades, a loss of faith in institutions in American society. I'm wondering about this broader piece of are Black voters exhibiting the same sense that all voters are exhibiting, that whatever the equation is in American society, it's not working very well for us. We're dissatisfied. And in that kind of environment, what led us to have Donald Trump in 2016 in the first place, it's like, we're open to something radical. We recognize that it's a major departure, but hey, what we've got isn't working. Is that kind of the flavor you're picking up in your research? Yeah. Our theory going in, we do a lot of work around trying to motivate and mobilize communities of color, in particular, the Black community. And one of, one of my theories going in was that, that participation in the political process has seemingly declined because of this overall diminution of trust 
across institutions. And so we asked voters how much confidence they have in a range of institutions. We asked about 12 different institutions, one actually 11, one of which isn't an institution, but I was just really curious to see where it would come out. And that, that is science. And as it turns out, science compared to the other 11 institutions that we tested came out on, the, on top. The net confidence of Black voters in science was a plus 12. Black voter comp, net confidence in small business was a plus two, right? 51% were confident, 49% were not confident. But every other institution that we asked about was in the red, in the negative. And so there's less confidence in those institutions than, than more confidence. And we asked about the presidency, we asked about the news media, big business, the police, the criminal justice system. We even asked about organized religion. And believe it or not, even organized religion, religion is underwater uh, with Black voters by 32 percentage points. Wow. So there's this overall sort of distrust or lack of confidence in our institutions. We found that there was a really large correlation between how much confidence a voter has in these political institutions and how likely they are and how motivated they are to show up on election day and vote. And even beyond that, and to add to, to Alex's answer a moment ago, we asked Black voters specifically about Joe Biden and whether they thought that he was living up to his campaign promises um, to the Black community. And surprisingly, we found that a majority of Black voters said either no, he was not living up and fulfilling his campaign promises, or that he was only making a token effort to do so. So let me follow up on, on the point about Black voter turnout, because Black voter turnout has been a key issue. And obviously, Republicans have been using their state-level majorities to, to try to suppress the Black vote. They call it they're making voting changes, but we all know what's going on. They want to decrease Black turnout. And Democrats have been battling to, uh, to counteract these Republican efforts. So you just talked to us a little bit about the disincentives or the cautions for Black voters and what decreases motivation to come out and vote. So looking from the other side, the positive factor, you looked at drivers of Black voter turnout. And what did you find in terms of the positive factors that drive Black voter turnout? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. So there are two major drivers of Black voter turnout, one of which is the one we were just talking about, so trust in institutions. If you do trust these political institutions of Congress, SCOTUS, POTUS, etc., you are much more likely to feel your vote has power. And if you feel your vote has power, you're much more likely to vote. So that's one. The second ingredient there is the degree of civic or political engagement of one's place of worship. So if your church 
is politically active or civically active, doing souls to the polls, or even just something as, I don't know, run-of-the-mill local volunteering, for instance, that's also positively correlated with feeling like you have power in your vote and thus correlated with being willing to turn to turning out to vote. Now, in terms of what we can control, especially in post-Trump era, I don't think it's going to be an easy order to increase trust in political institutions before 2024, right? That trend line's been going since Nixon in a negative direction. If I had the secret ingredient to being able to turn that the other way around, I would have the secret sauce. In terms of the church dimension of it, um, I think there's a lot more that the Democratic Party could do to engage faith leaders and other sorts of leaders within the religious community to increase turnout for 2024. That's something that's been a traditional part of the Democratic turnout strategy and something that perhaps we should not lose sight of this coming election either. Democrats need to be talking about and frankly acting upon the issues that are salient and important to Black voters. Going into to 2020, there were some issues on the ballot that were important that, that Joe Biden talked about. Some of the things that he's done have been perceived as being more symbolic than substantive. For example, Kamala, naming Kamala Harris as his running mate, appointing Angie Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court. Those things are great. And I think, and Black voters do see their representation of folks like them in those quarters. We were coming at, right on the heels of the murder of George Floyd. And so some police accountability was definitely on the minds of Black voters as they went to the polls in 2020. Protection of voting rights was on the minds of Black voters in 2020. And we've got huge bills in the Senate that have been just stalled and have gone nowhere. And I think politically attuned people such as yourselves, would understand that the filibuster is a huge obstacle to passing a lot of these things, a lot of these important, this important legislation. But for the average vote, what they see is, you said you were going to do this. It hasn't gotten done. Why hasn't it gotten done? I think that's brass tacks when it comes down to the Black electorate. That's a great jumping off point to diving in, as you guys did in this report, into the issue landscape and what it is that keeps Black voters feeling affiliated with the Democratic Party. And you had some really interesting findings in that regard. It's not the same thing to say that Black voters tend to be Democrats and Democrats have a lot of liberals. Therefore, Black voters are highly liberal. Turns out that especially on economic matters, that's not really the case. And you had some interesting distinctions that you found in this report around some variations on issues that the Democratic Party pushes and how Black voters feel about them, especially younger Black voters. What did you find? Yes, I'm glad you asked, because the issues like the one I named a moment ago around protecting voting rights is something 
that Black voters are very much aligned with the Democratic Party on. And it makes sense for all the reasons that, that Paul mentioned up at the top. But there's some other issues that, that create that sort of affinity for the party. Issues around Social Security and Medicare, healthcare more broadly, and certainly coming out of last year's decision around abortion, protecting women's reproductive rights are certainly all issues that sort of bind Black voters to the Democratic Party. But where the party tends to fall short, particularly among younger Black voters, are issues around inflation and the rising cost of living, immigration and protecting and securing the border, and somewhat surprisingly, climate change. And this is, again, especially true for Gen Millennials and Gen Z. They are just not as on board with the way that the party is talking about and dealing with those issues compared to some of the other ones I mentioned. Even when you think about jobs in the economy, most Black voters, three out of five Black voters, are aligned with the Democratic Party when it comes to jobs in the economy. However, when you look under the hood and look at younger Black voters versus older Black voters, um, there are some significant differences there. Younger Black voters are significantly less aligned with the Democrats on the economy compared to older Black men, older Black women. And when I, when I talk about younger and older, the line that we have drawn is right at age 45. Oh, so, no, I'm older. Oh. <laughs> so older Black voters are 45 and above. Younger Black voters are under 45. But, you know, issues like teaching about Black history in public schools across the, the generations, Black voters are aligned with the party. But there are these vexing issues that the Democrats really need to get a better handle on in terms of their communication with Black voters. And I would just add that one of the things that we found around voting and showing up is that higher propensity Black voters, they tend to show up for mostly almost every election. It's the lower propensity Black voters that are on the fence and uncertain whether it's important enough for them to show up or they may not have the time. But with that group of lower propensity voters, we found a sort of over-indexing of, of attitudes, sentiment around economic issues. And whatever the message is, that the Democrats push out towards Black voters, there must be an economic component to that messaging. And it, jobs in the economy, certainly, but there are things like affordable housing that, you know, with interest rates skyrocketing and rents going up, that is on the minds of Black voters. These kitchen table issues are the ones that are really going to be the drivers, uh, particularly for those lower propensity Black voters. Some of the hot button social issues that we've seen are the attack by the right on othering LGBTQ+, 
book banning, all the kind of right wing tropes that are trying to recreate this mythical white Christian nation that the right apparently would like to see. How do black voters, how are black voters viewing those kinds of issues? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. The Republicans, I must say, have done a very good job of picking strategic wedge issues that the median voter agrees with them on. And you were mentioning a few of these like CRT and trans rights. There's a lot of rich ideological diversity within the Democratic Party overall, but even within the Black electorate. So we did this test where we compared the liberal conservative scale ideologically. Are you a very liberal person, very conservative person, or in the middle? And then we compared that to, okay, how aligned are you with the Democratic Party across a battery of 12 issues? And what we found was, curiously enough, the Black liberal voters, just two-thirds of them said that they were closely aligned with Democrats. So a third of liberal voters are not aligned with Democrats on the issues. And these are self-described liberals, right? People right. Who say, I am a liberal. And then conversely, on the other side of that scale, a third of conservatives are closely aligned with Democrats. So there's a lot of ideological nuance at play. And what I would say to your question, Paul, is that Democrats do need to be very careful of getting pulled into a ideological or partisan signaling game where I'm for this issue, therefore vote for me. Instead, we need to be a lot more, I think, intentional about our policy communication because Black voters aren't necessarily falling for the traditional left ideological signaling game. Speaking of Black voters not falling for the traditional left-right signaling game, my eyes popped open to an alarming degree when I read your finding that nearly a third of Black voters use conservative media outlets like Fox News, Newsmax, and OAN as one of their primary sources of news and information. Two questions. One, what did you find specifically? And number two, WTF? Yeah, it's crazy, right? I'm born and raised in DC, so I've watched Fox News like a total of an hour throughout the, the 33 years of my life. But in the South, where the vast majority of Black folks live, Fox News is on in dentist's office and waiting rooms, in a restaurant corner, whatever. And so you kind of, it's just part of the culture down there. And so it stands to reason that when you do go home after being at the dentist's office, forced to watch Fox News, that maybe you flick it on and see what's going on. Doesn't necessarily mean that's the only media you're exposing yourself to, but it's certainly part of your media diet, your media mix. And that's a third of Black voters nationwide. What's interesting is that those Black voters, perhaps counterintuitively, are also Joe Biden fans. They're also Democratic voters, reliably. They're also saying Joe Biden's doing great on the economy specifically. And so these are not like right-wing acolytes that we're talking about when we're talking about a Black Fox News viewer. These are actually your everyday Black voter that's still voting blue. The interesting part about that is it suggests, just to put my operative hat on for a second, it suggests that this is a two-for-one deal if you're looking as a campaign at media channels to invest in or to put your candidate on and talk. 
Don't be afraid of going on Fox News. Buy that ad on Fox News because not only are you talking to a reliable black voter who's voting for you in the end, probably, you're also talking to that sort of like swing white voter that is getting, I think, harder and harder, more and more elusive to reach and persuade, but they're out there and elections depend on reaching that voter too. Go on there, talk to them, don't be afraid. You still have a third of black voters who are tuning in. You're not alone. I love to ask this question, not only of pollsters writ large when we have them on the show, but specifically of you guys, because it always turns up something interesting. I know that when you do these public opinion research deep dives, you end up with a ton of information. And of course, you guys are the masters of looking at cross tabs and little patterns inside the data. And then people like me read these reports, but I know that a lot ends up on the cutting room floor. And there are nuances that you just don't have the space in a report to really dive into. So I want to ask both of you, you got all your data, you did all your research, and you prepared your report. Is there anything that ended up on the cutting room floor or when you were going through it, you found just really interesting, like a wrinkle that you didn't expect and you thought, huh, I really want to look into this more. I'll take this one first. And in in this research, we also did a, we also oversampled Gen Z voters, younger Black voters. So they're between 18 and 26 at this point, just to start to begin to get an, gain an understanding and put together a profile of that younger generation. And I think the conventional wisdom that old folks like us, excluding Alex, have is that younger folks are much more progressive than older voters. And we found some of that, but certainly not as much as, as I would have expected. When we asked about alignment with the party on issues, Gen Z was consistently less aligned with Democrats on the range of issues than Democrats more broadly, including things like taxing big corporations and the wealthy. Gen Z was 20 points less aligned than Democrats more broadly. And even when it came to things like police brutality, they were seemingly a bit more conservative than your average Black Democratic voter. And those kinds of things did surprise me a bit. I expected that the younger vote outside of specific economic issues would likely be more liberal rather than less progressive than Democrats writ large. Yeah, so the thing that surprised me the most in the data was that apparently younger Black women are some of the most skeptical of the party at this juncture. On that alignment question we were batting around earlier in the show, that demographic is one of the least likely to be aligned with the Democratic Party right up there with rural Black voters. That's shocking to me. The Black Party is built on the foundation and cornerstone of Black women has been for six, since the civil rights movement. And to see that the next generation of Black women are feeling pessimistic about the Democratic Party and their place in it is deeply alarming to me. That's not sustainable. That's not good. It 
might be driven by a sense of economic pessimism. So like black women who are younger are also more likely to say the economy's gotten worse than any other segment of the black electorate. But whatever it is, it's a flashing warning sign for me because we need those voters now, next year, 20, 30 years from now. And we have to right the ship before it's too far gone. And just to underscore how surprising it was, what Alex was talking about to us, when we designed this poll, we did a big oversample of men because we expected to do a deep dive on men, younger Black men in particular. And then the results came back. And we had to shift because th this was not a story around, about gender um, in particular. This was far more around generation. And younger Black women are as susceptible and as inflamed as apparently younger Black men are. That's, it must be amazing. Scientists talk about, and you guys are data scientists, talk about how much they appreciate it, how excited they get when they start finding things that they didn't expect at all. That, that's always what opens the avenue to the next question, what's going on in the next set of research findings. And who knows, like maybe young Black women think that the Democratic Party has been taking them for granted. Maybe they've been reading Josh Hawley's book on masculinity and they say, huh, he makes some good points. I, I don't think it's that last one. Regardless of whatever it is, that's a perfect jumping off point to, to tie this off. It takes us full circle. It sounds like the answer to the question from the top from Paul is, it is nuanced. It, it's not a rush on mass to the Republican Party, but there are some warning signs here. We're going to have to pay attention to them. We know you guys are going to be paying attention to them. So we're going to have to have you back to look at your next round of research. And maybe we'll have some more answers or maybe we'll have some more mystifying questions. Uh, Mario, Alex, thanks so much for being with us. And we look forward to doing it again next time. Thank you, Matt. And we look forward to coming back and hopefully we will have some answers, but I think we'll probably have some mystifying questions as well. Thanks for having us.